This is Abhishek Sengupta and welcome back. You are listening to Abhishek Sengupta Audio Blogs. Now we are here with another episode of Knowledge Talks. Now in this episode, we had with us someone special. It's Kevin. Kevin is a Silicon Valley disruptive inventor, keynote speaker and leader in the application of AI with 94 worldwide patents. He was INC Magazine's Entrepreneur of the Year, a CNBC Top Innovator of the Decade, World Economic Forum Tech Pioneer, the featured for five years on Tech TV's Silicon Spin, and inducted to RIT's Innovation Hall of Fame. He lit pioneering work on the first cellular data smartphone, the first AI virtual assistant like CV, the first generative AI in software testing, and many artificial intelligence inventions. Please welcome Kevin Fulis. Kevin, welcome to our show. Now, as Kevin is here with us, we have taken a wonderful and interesting topic for discussion. Business and AI are run of efficiency. Kevin, I'm going straight to the topic. My point number one is AI and business a powerful machinery. AI has approached like a tide. This is one of the way to enhance the business. This can be a boon for the business founder and the business itself. It helps in business scale up as well. How do you see this as? Over to you, Kevin. Well, there's there, there, there's no question that uh, what we're seeing across multiple fields, whether it's marketing, whether it's sales, whether it's sales training, whether it's customer support, <clears throat> whether it's coding, uh, programming, etc., and uh, software development, all of these areas can see tremendous productivity improvement. And uh, Microsoft's measured that with with the coding copilot at fifty five percent productivity improvement for people who know what they're doing with it, right? That's, that's amazing. But, but I've also uh, looked at um, some really good studies looking at marketing people in certain aspects of what they do. So as I was saying, what we're seeing is tremendous productivity improvement across almost all aspects of business. And that's not even digging into some other things we'll dig into, predictive analysis and really deep data, just looking at generative AI, which has been out for the last year or so and continues to to uh, Im impact a variety of things that we do. Um, this is highly accessible to most people. It's highly accessible to most businesses. And and in general, you're going to see big productivity uh, improvements in all those areas. Now, I have seen some data showing a productivity decline. If people really don't understand prompting and they don't understand what they're doing, uh, or, or something hasn't been implemented correctly, they can uh, actually lose productivity by 10 or 20 percent. But I, I, I think um, I, I, so. I th so I think with all of these, you have to measure the outcomes. You have to look at you went in doing this, you went out doing that. But I, the simple example is marketing, because again, writing blog posts is painful, or writing any kind of marketing content, or writing content for a website. And, and what used to take you maybe the better part of a day can literally take you now a few minutes, including prompting, getting back some, some, some really great text in exactly the number of words that you want in 200 words and 500 words, whatever it is, editing that over the course of just a few minutes and posting it. 
And so you've taken literally what used to take you many, many hours down to five minutes or 10 minutes. That, that is really a hundred X improvement in that one task, not in everything that you do, but in that one task. Um, sales training, great example. Let's, you know, it, it's, it always takes a long time to train salespeople, but now we can look at the data of what closes and what messages work, et cetera. Uh, build out an AI to train a salesperson and actually have the salesperson go back and forth even with the AI until the AI judges them and scores them, right? So, so then we can figure out, is this person able to sell? How good are they uh, or how bad are they, right? And, uh, and, and make improvements much faster than dedicating additional human resources to that task, right? So I, I can look at any aspect of business today um, and, and, and see the productivity improve. Lastly, I'll give an example. You know, when the Excel spreadsheet came out, this is in the late 80s, okay, this is a long time ago. Um, uh, that made such an impact on business in every aspect of business, making us more productive. Because we didn't need a pencil and we didn't need to do ledger books and we didn't have calculators on the side. We put all the numbers in a spreadsheet and it did the work for us. And so this is another productivity tool that's simply going to be part of what we do every day. Wow, Kevin, that's amazing. Kevin, I had taken down some of the pointers while we were conversing. Now, AI is amazing. AI is really great. Now, we all started using a lot of AI-related stuff. In fact, I started using ChatGPT. I must say, ChatGPT is amazing. ChatGPT is really a revolution. But I must say, ChatGPT is just the tip of an iceberg. Entire iceberg need to be revealed. The second thing which you have mentioned that the things are now becoming a prompt-based system. Now, way you prompt, the similar way you get the answer, if your prompt is to the point, perfect and good, you get good to the point and perfect answers and vice versa. You have rightly mentioned that the things are going for a 100% improvement. Now, you have mentioned about the same stuff, but I must say, the same things are happening for all works of business. It is happening in training, it is happening in operations, it is happening in market analysis, market training, customer preference analysis, customer trade analysis, data collection, data analysis, everything. Everything, everything is going for a 100% improvement using AI. Now, AI is really becoming a revolution for the business. You have also given an example of uh, Microsoft Excel. The Excel, when it has in the Excel, when it has come in 80s, the people, it really warped the people. People do not have to do their hefty calculation with pen and paper. Instead, all happened with the spreadsheet. Now, the same is happening when AI has come. Now, now, it is improving productivity. It is improving a lot. It is also enhancing the world. Not every use of technology with every enhancement of technology, things improve. With every enhancement of technology, the efficiency improves. With every enhancement of technology, the productivity improves. It improves like anything. Every aspect of business are touched with this. Now, along with this, I must say the automation is also happening. The routine stuffs are getting automated. A lot of things, the routine stuff, which used to happen on a regular basis are now getting automated. Now, with this automation, the efficiency is improving and human productivity is seeing a change. Why it is seeing a change? The precious human hours are getting relieved and the automation or the technology is doing that work that relieves human being for doing some other important stuff. So some of the very important pointers which we got from you. Now, this takes me to my next point. AI and predictive analysis 
Now, I am digging a bit deep into this topic. The predictive analysis is a great supporting factor in business. This makes business know where it is catering. It is, AI can be used by business to evaluate the massive data set to predict market trends, customer habits, and demand changes. What do you think of this? Over to you, Gavin. Yeah, no, no question. Um, look, we've been using AI in predictive analysis for uh, decades, actually, but it's getting better and better. And obviously, with deep learning models from 2012 on, we've been able to do a much better job at this. Now, um, obviously, this takes uh, 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 actual resources, technical resources to implement this for you. It's not something you just walk up to and say, hey, I've got predictive analysis. It also takes uh, high quality normalized data from your business. <clears throat> so we need to understand what worked in your business before and what didn't work in your business before. So we need data, we need data sources. And then you probably need public data sources as well, right? So, um, so if we want to say, uh, if we really under, want to understand market trends or consumer habits and, and things like that, that, that are um, outside of the data we might have kept ourselves, we're going to want to align this and learn from, uh, from what happened in, you know, sort of in the public domain, right? And there's certainly in the US and I think in India as well, lots and lots of public domain databases that we can access to train. So we can train on both of those and try to look at, hey, when uh when this is happening in the economy this happens to our business and we can go back maybe decades right so now we can start to predict hey when the stock market's up or when it's down or when economies are up or when they're down or when the winter comes or whatever whatever it is we can start to predict a lot of things um uh including uh, customer trends consumer trends etc but it's only go as good as what we learned from right it's only as good as the data we learned from so we cannot predict a black swan event or what would happen in a black swan event. That's an event where, um, you know, all of a sudden in an area there was never a hurricane, uh, there is. Uh, we, we don't know what's gonna happen in that particular area uh, because there's no data on that, right? And AI is not good at predicting what will happen when we have no history of data. So black swan events like COVID was a black swan event. Nobody could predict the impact on any business, on education, on students or anything else, AI couldn't predict that because we had no examples of good data. You'd have to go back to 1918 and the data was spotty at best. Uh, so of course, everybody should be using this today in their business. Uh, it is how you operate your business as a C-level executive, even at a smaller company, you'd want to have that dashboard right in front of you every day that has learned from prior cycles in your business, right? And can help predict what's happening next week, next year, and help tell you what budget should be, for example. Should we spend more on this or less on that, right? Um, so all kinds of things you can do with this, uh, uh, provided you have good data to feed it. Well, that's really amazing, Gavin. Uh, I've taken out some of the pointers which you have just mentioned. The first point is the technical research. Now, technical research is very important because understanding the things are research we cannot come to a conclusion. This is point number one. Because it's not that we wake up a morning uh, and we start saying, okay, this is uh, which is happening or this is going to happen or this is how it is. No, it does not happen like this. We have to do a lot of technical research in order to do this. That's point number one. Point number two is that data force we need. Now, data sources are very important based on which AI can really work. There are a lot of uh, uh, public domain data which are available. There are a lot of uh, uh, data which are privately collected. 
uh, first-hand collection data, then a lot of data analysis which is there. I mean, a lot of data sources which are there, using which a lot of analysis can be done. So this is point number two. Point number three is predict a lot because this data analysis gives a lot of trend. It gives a lot of insights about the customer preferences for uh, uh, forthcoming situations because in, in uh, many a times we when we study the 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 indicators I must say lagging indicators leading indicators there are two types of indicators mostly the lagging uh, mostly the leading indicators I must say predict what exactly going to happen and what we are expecting in future so that is something which is important now uh, this predicting uh, now using AI we can do this predicting in a proper way with data driven insight way it can we can do it with a lot of data-driven insights by studying a lot of data-driven insights. Now, third thing is that good as we learn. Now, it can, the thing of AI or the predictive analysis, I must say, it can only help when we learn from those. Now, if you are not learning from those, if you are not learning what exactly the insights we are getting, it's of no use. Now, learning as we go is a very important criterion. It's a very, very important stuff which we can get from AI. The next point which we have mentioned about the COVID-19, obviously in COVID-19, we didn't have any data about it. We don't know how the things were happening, how the things were moving, how the things were going across. We have no idea of that. We were not aware what kind of damages it could do. Of course, it has done a lot of damages. It has done damages to life. It has done damages to business. It has done damage to um, jobs and every field of them, every field of work was damaged with this COVID-19. But Surprisingly, but ironically, we do not have any data of COVID-19. So we learned as we go, we have collected the data and now we know how the COVID-19 has its impact on health, life and business and also on economy. So some of the very good pointers we got from you, Caitlin. Now this takes me to my next point. AI and the enhanced customer service. Now customer service is one of the pillars of business. This must be given top priority. Here, AI can be of great value. AI-powered chatbots and virtual assistants provide 24 to 7 customer help, increasing customer service efficiency and satisfaction. What is your take on this? Over to you, Gaten. Yeah, there, there, there's no question that customer support, customer service is one of the uh, big, big target areas for AI. <clears throat> Gen AI in general has made this easier uh, with essentially prompt embedding, it's a it's a it's a way that we can force the output of the large language model to be aligned with um, with data from our own database, for example. So, <clears throat> tier one customer support, um, you know, which sort of entry level customer support, uh, I think is you know there's not a lot of jobs that are jobs that are really going to go away with 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 AI. Most of them are going to be enhanced. Um, tier one customer support might be one of those that's a little challenged, right? Because AI is very, very, very good at this. It's easy to train. It's easy to take all our FAQs, right? All our frequently asked questions that come in um, um, and force a, a large language model through natural language to only respond with answers that align with those FAQs. And if it can't, it'll send it on to tier two, right? And, and so I think that um, you know virtually 100% of tier one customer support uh, will be handled by AI chatbots or or virtual assistants that you literally pick up the phone and talk to, and he or she will talk to you. But but it is a computer, 
and uh, um, and it's a you know it's a Gen AI model, an L a large language model, and uh, uh, and so you know that is that is millions of people that could be impacted. But if you're a company and you're running the company, you would better darn well look at using AI uh, to do this because. The embedding process is not terribly expensive. It doesn't take very long. Again, you have to have good data to feed it, right? You have to have all the frequently asked questions that customers will ask and the answers. But if you have those thousand questions and answers, it's going to take you, you know, literally hours to put this together with, with the right team, right? With the right coding team, right? There's some real effort here because all of those, uh, all that data has to be essentially vectorized into a database, right? And then you're and, and then you're um, forcing the model to respond uh, uh, with uh, the best answer out of all of the matches to the query that was that was posted. Um, so the customer doesn't see any of that. The customer just says, hey, uh, the screen is blue. What do I do? Oh, and there's an FAQ that handles that. The large language model is doing natural language processing. And it comes back and says, in the case of a blue screen, here are the three things you should try. Great. You know, I don't know if any of them will work. If the, if it doesn't, there'll be a second thing, and maybe you go to tier two, tier three. But customer support, tier one, AI is going to do as good or better job than humans can. Wow, that's amazing, Kevin. I must say that's really amazing. You have rightly mentioned that of the customer service is of paramount importance in business. We all know that customers are the king. Now we have seen that AI is getting integrated to. Uh, I must say, for customer service in a great way. Most important and most ideal way of doing that I have seen is AI-generated chatbots. Many a times, which I have personally seen using uh, by using the airline websites, I use the Emirates website or Singapore Airlines website very, very extensively, wherein they have got a chatbot. That chatbot gets amazing assistance and that can 24 into 7 instantly. Now, most of the times, it is said that the queries of customers are the basic level queries. Those are not advanced level queries. And most of the times, they do not need a human intervention. Most of the time, the queries are whether my ticket is confirmed or not, whether my uh, flight is on time or not. By doing some simple inputs, by giving some simple inputs, what can get the results instantly by giving your probably this can happen by giving the ticket number or it can happen by giving the uh, the flight number and with this they get immediate reply your flight is on time or your flight uh, schedule has changed etc etc so this is something which is saving the precious human hours of course next one which you have mentioned is gen ai model of course gen ai model is a great stuff it's a revolution that can lead to a lot of improvement in customer service. Now, once again, I have said, I keep on saying that it is just the tip of an iceberg. An entire iceberg needs to be revealed. Now, once it's revealed, it will be another revolution. A tide of revolution is expected. Now, third point which you have mentioned is the job losses. Uh, now, I feel a bit differently on this topic. Many a times I have seen whenever there is a change in technology, we have seen the you know, one set of job getting phased out and another set of job comes up. Now we have said this why introduction of computers, why introduction of different stuff like this, machineries in fact, during industrial revolution, we have seen one skill getting phased out, another skill coming across. So exactly same as the situation with AI. Now with this, with this, I must say, uh, one set of skill set might get outdated, of course. But uh, another set of skin set will come and take its place. So this is something which is going on since ages and which will keep on 
happening and this is going to happen with AI as well. Third thing which you have mentioned is the complicated integration. Yes, indeed. Many a times in order to get into the advanced mode of a customer service using AI, one need to go for a complicated integration. Now with this integration, with this complicated integration, it is uh, many a times smaller business find it a bit difficult. However, the platforms like WordPress has come up with some of the amazing stuff, some of the amazing plugins, where even the small businesses too can integrate that. Now, the, you know, the, the, the chatbots like talk to and chat, uh, or similar kind of chatbots. Now, the similar platforms can really help the small business owners to integrate AI-generated chatbots with their uh, websites. Now, this is a point, but yes, in order to go for advanced level integration, you need to have a, uh, some, some, some complicated stuff, some complicated technology integration, which is required. This can really be done by analyzing various data sets. Now, this, I have seen most of the time, the response is correct, response is perfect, and response is absolutely right. So once again, this is the tip of an iceberg, and entire iceberg need to be revealed. Now, this takes me to my next point, AI and supply chain optimization. Any business needs supply chain for efficient running. This keeps the business rolling. AI has potential to enhance the supply chain by forecasting interruptions and assisting firms in managing inventory more efficiently, saving costs and the wastage. How do you see this as? Over to you, Kevin. Sure, sure. Of course, this this sort of gets back to AI and predictive an, uh, uh, analysis and analytics, right? Um, in order to uh, uh, help you with supply chain decisions, um, it needs uh, information about uh, the components that you order, the components you use, and the disruptions you've seen in the past, right? And and what they're tied to, as well as uh, you know, really global kinds of things. Now, again, what we've really seen generally in supply chain disruption over the last, I'm going to say, decade was mostly related to black swan events like a COVID and, um, or a war, right? And so if you've got a war in a part of the world and that disrupts your supply chain, the problem with that is that's very hard to predict because if we haven't seen that before, it's a black swan event. So, um, so, so look, I think you've got to have, this is, this is going to be an opportunity for a much larger company that has lots and lots of data, you know, really strong data from 20 or 30 years, millions and millions of points of data uh, to try to give you some predictive analysis around your supply chain issues and supply chain risks uh, that are often geopolitical. And, you know, again, if, it, if tomorrow the White House says you can no longer buy the following thing from China, AI can't help you with that because you can't buy the following thing from China. Just like if part of your supply chain included Russia, and all of a sudden one day you cannot pay Russia at all for anything, that was the end of that supply chain and not predictable, right? So again, I wouldn't, you have to be very thoughtful about, about, about relying on AI uh, for certain things. And, um, and so there's cycles in supply chain, like semiconductor cycles that are, they're not predictable, but they do happen in these cycles, right? And we were in a cycle for a while where everything was a year wait, and now we're in a cycle where you can get everything tomorrow. Um, and so using AI to, AI to help predict those cycles is a very good thing to do, but it won't, it won't predict the geopolitical things that happen that you, you know, you could not guess would have happened, right? Like Hamas into Israel and all of a sudden, um, a lot of the people that you were buying from in Israel, they're on the front lines 
So they can't ship you anything because they have a gun and they're shooting people, right? So now this is a very big change and no way one could have, I think no way one could have predicted that that would have happened at that moment in time after a relative quiet time for many, many years, right? So, um, so that, those are my comments on that. Yes, you can do it. Won't predict black swan events. Well, that's really amazing, KP. You mentioned uh, some wonderful ones. I have, in fact, I have taken some of the ones down. Uh, first and foremost, which you have mentioned is the external factors. Now, supply chain includes a lot of external factors and a lot of external factors uh, impact those. Now, here, AI may not be of that use. Of course, you have rightly mentioned in case there is a restriction which one country puts on other, AI will not be of any kind. AI cannot solve that problem because that's something which we have to live by. So external factors is because that's what is the restriction of AI. They cannot solve certain factors because uh, that's how it is. Now, second thing which you have mentioned in AI, relying on AI may not be uh, may not be possible in all aspects because uh, where the external factors, where the government rules are coming across, AI may be less impactful, less effective, maybe a less, uh, I must say, it is the less helpful under those circumstances. So, for such kind of situation, AI has got its limitation. However, for supply chain, there are certain situations where AI can be of immense use. That can be with the predictive analysis of the supply chain, the store management or the inventory management, the triggering alarms when the inventory is low, supplier analysis you can go for. Now, any kind of supply chain, any kind of supply chain related analytics or insight, the AI can be of great help. But yes, external factors and certain factors which are beyond control, uh, certain government rules, AI cannot be of that use. Now, some of the very good pointers which we got from you, Kevin. This takes me to my next point, AI and personalized marketing. Now, in today's business, marketing game has completely changed. It has become a well-thought and dynamic game. Most of the time, marketing efforts are personalized. Here, AI can play a big role. AI-powered Algorithms mine client data to create highly tailored marketing campaigns. Now, this boosts the conversion rates and return on investment. What is your take on this? Over to you, Kevin. I think this is a given. Everybody should be using um, um, AI and Gen AI in marketing, including um, highly personalized uh, emails, for example. We've been doing personalized emails for a long time, but now you can personalize it literally with video. It could be me. And I could say, uh, hey, Abhishek, nice to see you. You know, literally in an email. And I could create a million names like that. And I don't have to record all those names. My lips will move and the sound that will come out <clears throat> will be my voice, but it'll be targeted at each of my clients, right? So, or potential clients in marketing. So, uh, so we're talking about highly targeted video, audio, pictures, whatever you want, right? That we could never do before. And this is uh, uh, fabulous and it's a great time uh, to do that. Obviously, uh, beyond personalized marketing, as we talked about earlier, obviously using Gen AI to generate content for your website, you can generate content that differentiates you from your competition. Uh, and uh, these models are very, very good at that and certainly giving you a lot of ideas, a lot of ideas that you wouldn't have had before. So it's, it's, it's a given that all marketing departments have better darn well be using AI in a variety of its forms, um, including for um, visual content creation, right? AI is built into Photoshop now. 
um, I can create uh, really fantastic output, uh, you know, without a photographer, because I can generate it, and uh, without waiting, and um, and I can have it out and published in minutes versus what might have taken, on, you know, a real Photoshop artist, I don't know, days or hours, right? So of course you use it throughout marketing. I think it's sort of job one. Great ones, Kevin. Really great ones, I must say. Now, you have rightly mentioned that the marketing efforts need to be personalized, absolutely. And using the AI, we can do an exactly personalized marketing campaigns. We can send the video emailers, you know, wherein uh, I talk, my voice, uh, people can hear my lips sync with the voice, etc., etc. This all happens because of AI. Now, this gives a lot of impact. Now, this not only gives an impact and it helps a uh, uh, you know, it helps, uh, you know, customer to get a personalized touch. Why it says, because customer might feel that I'm personally talking to them, which I'm not. It's done by AI technology, AI-based technologies, I must say. But this is what is the next generation technology. And this is what makes the marketing campaign absolutely impactful. Now, this wasn't there before. This was not there before. So it isn't. So this has come up with this AI stuff. Now, second thing is that you have mentioned that this can really help to stand, uh, to have an edge over the competition. Now, uh, you know, we are facing immense competition from every corner. The market is full of competition. Now, a little innovative stuff using AI can really help us to stand out of the competition that really help us to have an edge on this market. Third thing is target marketing. Now, which we generally do, I personally use in my business, wherein we target a specific set of people with certain preferences, and using which we can really analyze the data set and offer customized product or customized solution for that target preference customer or that customer with a specific preference. Now, this wasn't there before. Previously, we used to send one set of emailer for everyone. Now, we can actually split with the, uh, the uh, or a, a uh, previously, we used to send, you know, uh, a similar kind of marketing uh, stuff to every customer that, uh, I must say, the customer set analysis or customer preference analysis was not there. Now, this is heavily prevalent in, in, in social media marketing, I must say. For example, if I'm interested in pens, I will get a lot of preferences or stocks on pen or contents on pens. Now, if you are interested in cameras, you will have a lot of contents and preferences on cameras. So this target marketing is really important because it refines the customer data set. This is point number one. And point number two is that it pinpoints the customer preference and offers the solution based on the preference or need. That's point number two. And third thing is that it can have a better ROI and conversion rate. Because if I am getting what I need, obviously I'll go for it and opt for it. And that leads to a conversion, number one, and better ROI. So some of the very good pointers which we got from you. Now, this takes me to my next point. AI and employed productivity. AI can help to boost the productivity to a huge extent. This makes the work organized and aids in agility. AI tools such as virtual assistants and productivity softwares can assist employees in better managing their activities and schedule. Could you enlighten us on this? Over to you, Gavin. Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> these large language models, the very largest ones like GPT-4, uh, have been remarkably good at <clears throat> organizing your day, recommending uh, what things should be done if you, again, if you prompt it correctly, right? 
and making you more productive. So you can ask it things that you would have never thought. You know, it's one thing to ask it to help you write a blog post and you feed it the right information. It's another thing to say, uh, I have these 28 things on my schedule today. Uh, what should I do and how should I organize that my day? And it'll come back with really good ideas. Now, you may not take all those ideas. You may take some of them, but it doesn't matter. You've got now like an idea assistant sitting right next to you, right? And this is absolutely fascinating. So managing your activities, managing your schedule, uh, helping with productivity, uh, and you know, helping you be more productive in your actual tasks, right? So a lot of our tasks do uh, uh, um, use language, of course, like emails. And I give um, uh, GPT or Bard or others, uh, um, or Claude, I give them uh, my, things like an email or things like a text and say, how should I best respond to this? And it's a better response than I would have crafted myself. Now I still end up editing it and you know making it my own, but but I it, it's a better response, right? It's a much better response. So I'd say uh, um, you know huge productivity gains and uh, and a lot less staring at blank screens, wondering what do I say now or what do I do now. Wow, that's amazing, Kevin. You have rightly mentioned about the GPT four. I must say, GPT four is uh is 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 one of the wonders of the modern technology and modern world. I must say. Now, this really helps to uh, you know automate certain stuff. It really helps to overcome certain productivity issue and it improves efficiency as well. Now, many a times we have seen that this can really help in uh you know uh, this kind of stuff really helps in uh, time analysis. Or I must say, the work type analysis, how much time is allocated for a certain specific type of work and whether it is worth or not. So this is type and work analysis. This is point number one. Number two is the scheduling part because many a times the work schedule and all these things can be really done using AI stuff. This is really important because putting our schedule on pen and paper many a times becomes a little inefficient ways as compared to the modern stuff. So using the AI stuff that can really help. Not only it can help, it can trigger alarm, it can even give you beeps in case you are lagging in the work, etc, etc. So these are some of the amazing stuff one can have. Now third part is, now third part is that we have even seen that many of the companies or many of the businesses put the AI stuff in the employees a computer or their system, you think which they can really analyze what is the productivity of the employee and which time the employee is productive. Most of the time, you have said it's a morning time where the productivity goes high, person should do deep work on this. So those all kind of stuff we can use and uh, those all kind of stuff can really help to analyze what set, uh, you know, what kind of productivity, uh, what kind of productivity the employee is having. If they require some kind of uh, training at times that can be suggested by AI stuff, definitely. And if not, how that can carry on, what better things can be done. So these all stuffs are uh, uh, are predicted, these all stuffs are analyzed, and best part is that this gives an amazing, amazing data-driven insight, which is booming for any business. Now, this takes me to my next point, AI and cost efficiency. Now, AI can reduce the cost of operation for business. This helps to make the business run on cost efficiency. AI-powered processes automates and can dramatically lower the operating cost, allowing organization to compete more effectively. Could you please let us know more about this? Over to you, Kevin. Sure. I mean, look, for for uh, some time we've been using um, analytics, and uh, you know, based on operations of our of our companies uh, and AI on that analytics to help guide where we might 
drive down costs. But but now actually we can use these Gen AI models too, uh, without uh, building in a lot of uh, a lot of data from the past to just make sure that you've got enough data there, but prompt it with enough data and say, where should I look for cost reductions in this kind of operation? And it will tell you, and it gives you some amazing ideas back, right? So, yeah, this is just giving the giving your audience, whoever listens, right, whoever watches, some new ideas to say, look, you don't even have to spend any money on this. You can say, here's my business. Here are the top 20 places I spend money today. Here's how much I spend monthly. Um, where might I look for savings? And it will come back and say, well, I'd look at these three things for the quickest savings. And you go, wow. And, and then you could say, okay, how should I go about that? And it might say, fire this person. I'm making it up, but, but, uh, but the, you get the point. So, uh, so again, very easy to drive some cost efficiency simply with an LLM without spending hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars on a big database effort. Well, that's really amazing, Kevin. Now, uh, you know, one of the significant advantage of the AI over the uh, over the previous or age-old model of, um, you know, uh, of, 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 I must say, you know, uh, analysis is that in olden days, people need to, or the businesses need to hire consultants. Uh, these consultants come and they charge a hefty consultancy fee and they do, uh, you know, analyze the data sets for months and months. They analyze and then they give probably 500 pages report. But now these things are not happening. Now you can do everything using AI and that too with a click of a mouse. With a click of a mouse, you will get hundreds and hundreds of insight and using which uh, you can really know where the cost is going, which part of the operation is not cost effective. You have rightly mentioned about the Jet AI model. Now Jet AI model is a boon on this situation. And the second thing, uh, uh, and the second pointer which I have really uh, noted uh, over here is that first, and it also, uh, you know, AI model doesn't only help in identification of the the centers of uh, operation where the cost where the cost efficiency is not right, but it can also help to get you the certain suggestions because most of the time suggestions comes with a lot of cost, a lot of consultants need to be engaged in order to get the right solution for the business. But using this AI stuff, using this AI, you can get some real good stuff, real good suggestion based on the data insights driven. Now, these data insights, which are generated by AI are amazing, number one. It gives you a lot of insight about your operation, which part of the operation is not cost efficient, which part is lacking efficiency, et cetera, et cetera. And the third part, as I have mentioned, and you have mentioned rather, it gives you a lot of, uh, you know, suggestion based on the data set analysis. These come most of the times, and most of the time, I must say, this comes for free or with a very less costed subscription. Now, this takes me to the last point of the discussion, AI and ethical considerations. As we embrace artificial intelligence for efficiency, we must also examine the, the ethical considerations such as algorithm bias and the impact of automation on the workforce. Other side of this is it eliminates the human bias. Now, every part of the technology has got a brighter side and a darker side but that is how it is. So could you please enlighten us about the ethical considerations of AI on business? Over to you. Yeah, uh, so there's really two ethical considerations here. One side is within your business. Um, 
any 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 uh, data that you have is already biased because humans put it there, right? So it's all biased in some way, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But bias is generally bad, and we want to get the bias out. Um, so there is that. Um, you know, AI <clears throat> is going to ultimately make a decision whether it's you know a deep learning model based on data in your business or whether it's Gen AI is going to make a generally speaking a very logical decision based on everything it's absorbed right that's it absorbs everything and it says here's a logical decision so i'll give you an example um at least in the u.s from where i am if i use dolly or um uh, stable diffusion or mid-journey or any of the image generators and i say generate a woman standing in a park okay the woman that's get, that gets generated is absolutely a perfect model so perfect that no human exists that looks like that right and 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 the reason is is when you look at all the data that it ultimately got trained on the professional pictures were mostly taken of lots and lots of models that have a certain physique right and so but that isn't actually what humans really look like <laughs> you know that is that is the point point you know point zero one percent and so even that has a set of ethics if that's all these models are going to do is draw perfect models, right? Um, well, we're going to start to think that that's what the world looks like. But we look around, the world doesn't look like that, and we don't look like that. So that that has an ethical uh, dilemma in and of itself. Here's another ethical dilemma. If we start using these models to generate these things and we put them out as advertising and websites and everything else and social media ads, et cetera, they then get into the entire input database of the models. So the models start slowly training on themselves, on their own output. And so this wide bell curve that, you know, that, that represents the human race all of a sudden gets very, very, very narrow and very pointy and everyone and everything looks exactly the same, right? So that's a big challenge. The other side of course is, you know, the US government as of yesterday, <clears throat> Biden signed, signed an executive order, um, putting certain kinds of regulations around AI and the use of AI and, and and the models and safety of the models, et cetera. However, you know, Russia, China, North Korea, um, Iran, not going to follow those rules. They're going to use open source models. They're going to do nefarious things and they're going to make them unsafe on purpose to do bad things. It's what they do. Right. And they're going to they're going to try to uh, overturn and mess up elections worldwide. I mean, this is this is you know, these countries have been doing that. Not, not blaming the people, just saying the governments have been doing that, right? So there is unethical use, unethical use of these models, like there is of any technology, a car, right? You could turn a car into a wonderful, into an Uber, a Lyft, or a car bomb, right? Two of those are good for society. One of them is very bad for society, right? So this is true across any technology. This is a new technology. We're gonna have to get used to some people using it in nefarious ways. Um, so there's there's just a few comments on uh, sort of the ethical considerations. Well, Kevin, that's really, really interesting. Some of the very good pointers which I got uh, uh, from you. First and foremost, you have rightly mentioned that AI works on the data sets and these data are entered by humans. So these are anyway biased. So this is number one. Point number two is AI works on the deep learning model. It analyzes the data, which is prevalent. It analyzes the insights which are drawn from the data and based on which it keeps on it gives a lot of suggestions this deep learning model is uh, what ai follows number one. number three is that with 
this data-driven insights, I must say, with the data-analyzed insights, data-driven insights, followed by deep learning, based on this, they give a logical decision or logical suggestion based on this. If the datas are more inclined towards one side, AI will suggest the, uh, its suggestion on that side only. So that is what is based on this. It's logical decision based on the based on the uh, data sets or data insights which are there, number two. And you have rightly mentioned that the bell curve thing, that's pretty interesting. It goes up and it again, you know, comes down. That's how it is. And the third and most important thing which you have really mentioned is it creates some picture-perfect situation, situations which are not there in the real life which AI can really create. I must say in India, we have one of the news channels which have it recently introduced a AI-generated news reader. And believe you me, these are as good as human news readers. You know, their emotions, their pronunciations, their, their every aspect, the news reading aspect, I must say, those are really amazing. And pretty darn looks looks great lips move look it works fine right yes absolutely absolutely and that's really amazing this helps you know this is creating a new generation situation i must say this is creating a new, a new age situation like this now you have uh, you know given a wonderful example of the car of course you are right that every technology has got a brighter side as well as the darker side that's the way how you use it as you have mentioned uh, an example of the car. Either you can use it as, as an Uber, or you can use it as a your family car, or you can even use it as a car. But it's how you use it. As it has got a brighter side, it has also got a darker side. Now this brings us to the end of this episode, and it was a wonderful conversing with Kevin. Kevin, would you like to give any closing remarks? Over to you. No, I think, uh, look, uh, go forth and use AI in all of its uh, methods. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to eat you. It's not going to hurt you. For the most part, probably not going to take your job. It's going to uh, make your companies much more productive in every single way. And if you're not using it and your competitor is, you're at a huge disadvantage. Well, Kevin, that's right. That's absolutely right. I 100% agree with you. Either you go with the tide or tide will turn you apart. No. Uh, you must embrace the change because the change is the law of nature and believe you me the chains are for good so uh, i you must keep on using ai you must start utilizing ai in order to make your life better make your business better doing higher operating on higher efficiency and so on so this brings us to the end of it and it has been wonderful speaking with kevin uh, if you would like to connect with kevin i will give you the details in the description of this episode if you got value from this episode i request you to like share and subscribe to my podcast listeners i request for a review i want to honestly review how my podcast is helping you and enhancing your life i'll be back with many such episodes till then stay tuned stay connected have a great day and thank you so much kevin once again for being a part of the show Thank you.